tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania um, each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well. I'm your host Tabitha Zakaria, and every Monday we have David Leo joining us. Yes, happy Monday everyone. Happy Monday David, how are you? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm well, thank you. That's good. Uh, mm. And David will be continuing with this series titled Encounters with Jesus. Mm. How was your weekend, David? Well, weekend was really quiet, actually, Tabitha. I, um, ah. yeah, wasn't, yeah, wasn't feeling too flash yesterday. And um, uh, on, s- on Saturday, it was went to church, and it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, a, a time of um, staying home next to the, the fireplace, I think. It was quite cold yesterday, so. Oh, well, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think with my old age, I had a sore shoulder, like a... I don't know where my sore shoulder came from, and yeah, it's getting better now, so that's good. But oh. uh, yeah, comes comes with getting old, I suppose. So yeah, it was, it was uh, your, my my oldest son's birthday too on Tuesday. Oh yeah. So, well, did you have a party? Did you <clears throat> celebrate? Bake a no, cake for him. Well, I'm the only one that eats cake in this family. Everyone else uh, does not enjoy, does not enjoy the cake, so there, there was definitely no cake. He he, re- he requests now. Uh, so okay. please don't, don't yeah. So if we do have a birthday party, usually the cakes for everyone else, and uh, the birthday boy doesn't even eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we did. We didn't have a party. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, he went to school like normal and uh, mm. came home. He got some. He got some gifts and family from. From the mainland, sent him some some money as a happy birthday, and oh, yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. But it's just it's just weird, Tabitha. I, I still I can still remember clearly when I was fourteen. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I just think, man, my son's such a good fourteen year old compared to the fourteen year old I was, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, um, it's just uh, it reminded me. Yeah. It just reminded me of because uh, I was thinking, I was looking at him, I was thinking, man, I can I remember when I could hold this guy with one hand. You know, he could fit in one hand, and um, I remember my mum one time just staring at me for ages while we were having dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, I said, "Mum, why, why, why are you still staring at me?" And she said, "Like she said, I just can't believe what what a lump of a man you've become." And you know, like I still remember when you were really small. Mm. And uh, I remember thinking at that time, trying to think what mum was thinking, like because I, I, I don't know what I looked like when I was a little baby. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't remember that. And mm. and I was thinking, man, I can't see what she can see. And she said, I can remember what you were like in my hands just yesterday. Mm. You know, and I can, and now I can do that. So I'm at that stage now. I turned 42 on Saturday, and so I'm looking at my son. I'm like, I'm at that stage now. I've, mm. I've crossed over to where my mum can sit and go. I remember seeing this because my my son, you know, you rise like six foot three now. I think he's pushing six foot four, mm. and uh, you know, he's taller than me. And I'm thinking, man, I remember when this kid was just <laughs> in my hand, right? You know, yeah. and and uh, I, I still think when when that instance with mum, and now and I'm thinking of from my angle now is there's this text in the Bible uh, where Peter says to the Lord. Mm-hmm. A thousand years is like one day, and one day is a thousand years. Mm. You know, and just you know, this makes time. Mm. Uh, it, time just kind of, um, I don't know, when you try and think of eternity, it kind of becomes insignificant. If the Lord can see what the world was like at creation, mm-hmm. and he looks at how we are now, mm-hmm. he, he knows what they looked like yesterday, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We have to use our imagination. We have to use. You know, we, we got to think. Oh, what's that like? I can't even put my mind into that type of thinking. But to God, you know, He's like, oh man. Mm. And and um, I suppose it's appropriate because today I want to look at 
you know, Jesus saying he's, he's going to come, you know, he's coming again. And mm-hmm. quite often, I don't know about you, Tabitha, mm-hmm. But sometimes when life gets tough, you start thinking, oh, what's taking so long? Yeah. <laughs> you should just come now. Come now, Jesus. <laughs> Take care of this world. Get rid of all these, these you know, yeah. natural disasters and COVID-19. And yeah, it's like, oh, just, just come now. Mm. You know, and, and to us, you know, to, to us, it it's like, seems, it like seems forever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And to the Lord, it's like a thousand years, like one day to me. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. be patient. <laughs> Mm. Amazing, amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting for sure. And happy birthday to you, Raya. Pass my oh, yes, I didn't know. I will do. Thanks, Tabitha. And did you say your birthday was last Saturday or this coming? Yeah, no, it was on Saturday. It was on oh. Saturday, just passed. So he's, it's four, he's, um, my birthday is four days after his. So my, my son likes to think that he's my birthday present. That's what he usually says. <laughs> oh. So that was your birthday present, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's a wonderful yeah. present for sure. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah, amen. And how old are you turning? Have you turned? 42. Turn? Oh. Yeah, 42. So I'm 21 for the 21st time. <laughs> <laughs> but you look younger than that, which is good. Thank you, Tabitha. That's very, very kind of you. Oh. Okay. So did you want to um, just recap what we've done in your series in the first, yeah. first episode? Well, We've been going through Mark, and um, we've been looking at how you know it's it's such an action-packed book. And last week we uh, we took a pretty significant turn because for the first half of the book of Mark, it develops the Lord as uh, Jesus Christ as uh, the Lord, this authority, and um, it leads up to this point where we looked at last week. We looked at the blind man that was healed, mm. And now it's Jesus opening up the eyes of the disciples and making them realize, mm-hmm. I'm not the Messiah that you think I am, like Jesus Christ. I'm not the royal Messiah. I'm a suffering Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's interesting. We talked about the suffering Messiah last week and on, and, uh, on Sabbath just passed mm-hmm. at Delarain Church. If you check out the Facebook, one of our, um, one of my members, she sang the song called, uh, Via Dolorosa, which means the suffering way. Mm. And it, the song is all about Jesus taking that suffering, uh, the literal suffering journey in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're talking about the Messiah as literally uh, this Messiah taking the route of suffering, not taking the route of being uh, a royal king, mm-hmm. right? And so now, beginning from last week, today we're going to start looking at what the suffering Savior looks like mm. and what that means. So today we're looking at this um Part called the Transfiguration of Jesus. The Transfiguration—that's a really interesting um, mm. old school word, but it basically means that the transformation of mm. Jesus. Mm. You know, so there's going to be some disciples, three of them in particular, mm. that see Peter, James, and John. They see Jesus in a in a different way, mm. and um, we're gonna we're gonna discover why. Why yeah. did Peter, James, and John? Mm. Um, why did they have to see Jesus that particular way? Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about that. Like, I want to know why. It had to happen. Why was Jesus being transfigured? Because he was already Christ. He was already God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, let's it's get a, into it. Yeah, so Should we say a prayer first? Yeah, yeah. We'll give it a bit of background. So let's. Uh, I'll say a quick prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father in heaven, as we start to hear the Bible, Lord, we uh, ask that you keep your promise and that you increase our faith as we hear your words. So we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're going to look at the book of Mark. Mm-hmm. Of course, and uh, chapter eight, and we look at from from verses thirty two. Yeah, we hear him, we hear him teaching about 
how he's going to be the suffering savior now. So starting from verse 32, and we're finishing at um, chapter 9, verse 1. So if you could read that for us, please, Tabitha. Sure. Um, the title <coughs> is Jesus Predicts His Death and Resurrection. Um, he spoke his word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But, that, but when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Um, and from verse 34, this is a different title, which is Take Up the Cross and Follow Me. When he mm-hmm. had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save him. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mm. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And um, Mark chapter 9 verse 1 says, um, And he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Or is it present with power? Yeah, so that's up to Mark chapter 9, verse 1. Yeah, that's right. So you can see now that Jesus is starting to teach um, you're going to have to take up, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. So now there's this teaching, you know, um, the the disciples thought that, um, you know, Jesus being the Messiah, mm-hmm. uh, that he's going to be this king that they can follow and they're going to be the uh they're going to be soldiers that are going to be in his inner circle and you know they're going to be strong warriors with jesus christ and they're going to you know they're going to be legendary for this kind of thing mm-hmm. but then jesus says no that's not the christ i am you're going to have to deny your cross and follow me mm. you know whoever loses his life will gain it right so now he's introducing these new ideas and the disciples thinking what do you mean lose our lives what are you talking about mm. you know and he's trying to re- make them realize now I'm coming to do something that you're not expecting. Mm. You know, he's going to do, he, he's about to, he's on, and he's now making his journey to the cross and he has to help his disciples understand mm. what that means. But we'll, we'll read the rest of, um, we'll read the transfiguration in the next section mm-hmm. and we'll begin our journey. <clears throat> okay, and uh, now we're going to listen to our first song, but before that, I want to remind our listeners of our show number, which is zero zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, text us any questions, any comments, any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, just letting you know, also we have the Faith FM app and Faith FM website in case you can't um, get us. Um, through the radio and the Faith FM website is faithfm.com.au This song is There is a Mountain by Caroline Cobb
that you get when you give up your name. Oh, the peace when you finally yield your fight. In surrender, eyes. That is There is a Mountain by Caroline Cobb. And uh, you tuned in to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for a break, we read this passage in Mark chapter 8, verse 31 to Mark chapter 9, verse 1. Um, David, what do you have to say regarding these verses? Okay, so um, there's some important lessons here. He's now teaching the disciples that uh, you've got to humble yourself or suffer Mm -hmm. in order to understand what the gospel message is all about. 
because mm. they have to understand that the, the Messiah, the Messiah they're thinking of, mm-hmm. is not the is not the is not exactly what's happening here. It's Jesus is taking a, a very different route. He's humbling himself to be exalted, mm-hmm. and he's now teaching disciples and ourselves mm-hmm. that to understand to understand God's character and what the gospel is really about. This is how we have to understand it. Mm. All right. And so we're, we're, we're now going to take, the, we're going to talk about the transfiguration, the experience that Peter, James, John had. Mm-hmm. So if you could, if you could read um, uh, Mark 9, verse 2, please, just starting, at, uh, starting there. Sure. Um, the title is Jesus Transfigured on the Mount. Um, mm. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as mm. no laundry on earth can whiten them. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, just, starting, just starting at um, verse 2, it says, after six days, right, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. So there's only three. So they're the, they're the inner circle of the 12 circle. Yeah. Right? These, these are guys that, um, that don't want to miss a beat. Hanging out with Jesus, yeah. But it says it says here he led them up a high mountain. Yeah. Now, you ever climbed a high mountain before, Tabitha? Um, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> uh, what's what's the highest mountain you've climbed then? Um, I have not really. Mm, I think I may have climbed a, a little bit of Mount. Um, Amos, you know the oh, mountain. Yes, yes, to, I. Um, the wine glass. Bay yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, my 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 uh, family and I went there last last year, and only mm. only my daughter and I finished it. <laughs> yeah, your wife kept on slipping, and uh, there was a part there where my wife thought this is too scary. You know, this little bit we literally got to climb. It's like two, probably about five meters, I think. Mm. Of of uh, you know like real steep climbing. So you, you, did you finish it? No, no, no. <laughs> and I've driven up Mount Wellington. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's we'll go with so you 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 did a bit of Mount Amos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm going to assume that it got pretty tough, like for my wife, and uh, you just thought, man, this is tough to complete. So you came back. Would that be right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it is. I, I tell you what, it is tough. I think at the bottom it says, mm-hmm. I think it says three, two, or was, I can't remember. It was really short. It said something, maybe it was one and a half. I think 1. it said. 1.5, I think. Yeah, it's one and a half hours. It's like two two years ago it was. Ah, yeah. well, it says one and a half hours. It took me, I think, a total of four hours, mm. right, getting there and coming back down. It just took ages and my legs were aching on the way down it was so it was so sore you know um and, and it was it was a, it was a pretty tough climb and I've, and I've heard of some people that have done it 10 times or something like that so mm. it, when we're talking about a high mountain yeah we're talking about something that is we got to imagine now we got to we got to know that jesus mm-hmm. peter james and john are doing a vigorous climb mm. right and there's something about vigorous climbs i remember when i was you know about 12 or 13 and we did this we did this climb and I wasn't I didn't do many mountains when I was growing up you know I wasn't one of those kids that went outdoors in those places a lot mm. and I thought man this thing forever you know it's like, it was about three hours later and the teacher said stop we're going to have lunch mm. and we did it next to a stream and I thought man this is nice and um, when we had that lunch uh, I think I think it was like I think they packed us butter and Marmite sandwiches mm. 
and that's pretty plain mm. you know like it's not but it was the greatest marmite butter sandwich I've ever tasted in my life mm. you know I was thinking man this is a, <laughs> such a good sandwich mm. and it was after a rigorous climb you know I was yeah. like man no I can really appreciate this now mm. because of the climb that we're coming on right mm. and there's something about mountains when you look through the Bible when mm. Jesus presented the commandments to, to Moses mm. um, when Abraham was tested with his faith mm. uh, we, we talked of we hear about Mount Zion there's mm. a lot of things about mountains mm. that uh, that brings the encounter of God and human together mm. you know there's something about these mountains it's about something about reaching the top and just seeing a bigger picture mm-hmm. and realizing man you've got to go through a suffering mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go through some type of suffering mm-hmm. in order to enjoy, to appreciate mm-hmm. what you really have mm-hmm. you know and so just just I, I just pause there really quickly just so we can we can take a moment to realize man jesus is doing something to his disciples so yeah mm-hmm. yeah indeed. sorry i hadn't thought of it that way actually yeah 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 it's amazing yeah it's me to the speed but it's mentioning took them on a high mountain so yeah it was yeah big they're about to have a they're about to have a god human encounter just like in every other place where the top of the mountain happens yeah yeah okay oh, I, oh sorry and you mentioned too mm. uh, it says here that the way that mark tries to explain this is the clothes was so white mm-hmm. whiter than any person can bleach or, or try and launder mm. the clothing right so because they had that type of uh technology back then they had that type of they could do dyes and all that kind of thing and they're saying that the the, the white that they experienced mm. was more whiter than that mm. right so it has to when you think of it that way what, what what do you think what type of effect do you think they're seeing um um glow <laughs> yeah, not, exactly it must be it must be a glowing effect right yeah. it must be that bright it must be that because you know, they can't exp- you can't explain the white you know, and uh, when when Mark is when it's explained to him, they're trying to say, "Look, when it was so it was so white that, that you know, not even anyone can bleach it that way." Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's uh, we we have the ability to say, "Oh, you know, it was it was, it was like um, it was like the lights at the stadium." We mm. can make that inject, you know, but there were no stadiums back then. There was no lights like that. Mm. But the, what what they're now experiencing mm-hmm. in in seeing Jesus. Uh, that way they saw him as a messiah mm. that is royal and now they remembered they remember that this is the guy that can heal this is the guy that cast out demons this is the guy on the boat mm. that told the weather mm-hmm. to to be quiet and it did and now with their own eyes mm-hmm. they see that he's not like any other human being mm. Right, they've been taught these messages. They've just been taught that he's a suffering Messiah, mm-hmm. but now they can see Jesus in all in his glory and going, "Wow, mm. you know, he, he, this, this is supernatural. Mm. This is this is not something that every human gets to experience." They're looking at Jesus and going, "Wow, what's going on there?" And 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 as they're looking, because they've, you imagine when they're at the top of this mountain, this has happened before. Jesus is gone. He's probably gone to commune with God as he. As he always did, every, every all the time, yeah. he's on to commune with his father as, um, as he often did. And I dare say, these disciples fell asleep. Mm. And you know, with this bright brightness that happened around them, they opened their eyes and went, "Oh, what's going on?" Mm. And they see Jesus, mm. 
And we haven't read the other part, but if you just read verse 4, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get an introduction to it. Okay. And Elijah <clears throat> appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is... It is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Eliza, because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Yeah, so they wake up, they yeah. see Jesus in all his glory. Mm. And there are two men talking with him, mm. Elijah and Moses. Mm. And, you know, Peter's never met Elijah and Moses before. He doesn't know what they're like. Mm-hmm. So what, what, how do you think he knows who they are? Um, did he, he learn from Jesus? Was from the teachings of Jesus? or? Well, it says in the Bible that, he heard, that they heard him, them talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Right. So in the discussion... In the discussion, they pick up, wait a minute, that's Elijah and Moses. So now mm. they see Jesus in all his glory, mm. and now they're seeing Elijah and Moses, who they've heard about in the Bible. Mm. So this is this is huge. This is a huge moment for them, right? But we'll, we'll, talk, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look more into it as we, um, after this break. And this then, cool. And should I ask the listener a question? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah give, them a, give, them, give them a question, see if they're listening. <laughs> So no, we've already mentioned it, but anyway, um, so the question is, who who are the two prophets of the Bible that tended to Jesus? Mm, please text mm. us your answers. Who the two prophets were that tended to Jesus? Um, two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to know that you're listening. <laughs> Mm. And now we're going to listen to this song, Let Jesus In by Matt and Josie Minikas. Have you ever heard a story that woke inside your heart? Longings you could not express. Like maybe there is something so much better than you dreamed. And it's the answer to that aching in your chest. Have you ever wanted to be better than you knew you could be? Or experienced something beautiful that filled your heart with peace? It's in your honest moments, in these beautiful things You have heard Jesus, you've heard Him calling He has been knocking Let Jesus in, let Jesus in, let Jesus in to your heart. Don't turn him away, don't wait another day. Let Jesus in to your heart. Let Jesus in to your heart. of a child in the mountains tall and wild in a melody in the kindness of a friend in the hope that this is not the end you have heard him speak it's in your honest moments 
these beautiful things you have heard Jesus you've heard him calling he has been knocking let Jesus in let Jesus in let Jesus in to your heart don't turn him away into your heart Ooh, let Jesus into your heart whether you're young or old if your heart's grown cold and you're regretting things that you've done but deep down in your heart you want a new start and right now Jesus in by Matt and Josie Minikas and you're tuned in to Thousand Counters with David Leo and before we went for a break we asked a question to our listeners um, and the question was who are the two prophets of the Bible that tended to Jesus? Who are the two prophets of the Bible that tended to Jesus? Um, text us your responses to 0488 just to let us know you're listening. Because I know we already mentioned the prophets, but we'll still love to hear from you. Um, now, David, can you tell us what the encounter Peter, James, and John had with Jesus? Like, what the encounter meant to them? Yeah, what it meant to them, yeah. I, I think what, um, just looking at the context of what we read before in Mark 8 and what we read afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that Jesus is trying to reveal to them mm-hmm. that he is a, it, it, that they need to remember that he is, not just the human being, he's not just the human Messiah, because what they're going to see, what they're about to see in Jerusalem, is this Messiah that have all their hopes. And last year, last week, I talked, I caught this, I called this the greater disappointment, right? Mm. It's greater than what we've called in 18, uh, when people were expecting Jesus to come in October 22nd, 1844, mm. um, which is referred to as the great disappointment. You know, mm. I, I like to think of this as the greater disappointment that they thought that the Messiah was the one that was going to free the Jews from uh, Roman oppression and be, become that big kingdom again. Mm-hmm. But instead, what they're about to see in Jerusalem mm-hmm. is Jesus dying on the cross, 
right? Jesus is about to die a death of a criminal that you probably can equate it to a person that's going to go on the electric chair, capital punishment. Mm. Jesus is going to die the death of a criminal, and they're going to look at Jesus, and when you're dying the death of a criminal, when you're dying the death uh, that that you've been conditioned and your culture understands that that's a bad person on the cross, mm. they're going to be confused in such a way where they're going to look at, why is Jesus dying like that? But he was meant to be the the royal Messiah. You know, all those things he taught us, you know, is he, you know, is he lying? Did he fool us this whole time? And they have to remember too, that it's specifically Peter, James and John. And I want you to remember too, Peter denied Jesus three times in the court. Mm. And people said, you know, aren't you one of the, he said, no, no, that's not me. I, I, and he cursed, you know, trying to, to, um, trying to deny that he's one of Jesus' followers. His mind has to come and recall the fact that he saw mm-hmm. Jesus in all his glory mm-hmm. talking to Moses yeah. and talking to Elijah. Mm. Right. So he has to remember in those times of doubt, mm. I saw something with my own eyes. I witnessed it and I heard all the, I, I saw the miracles that Jesus performed. I saw when he stopped the storm. I saw when he walked on water. Mm-hmm. And Peter has to remember too that he's the one that offered and said, oh, you know, shall I make tabernacles? You know, because, because you have to, there, there's a feast. Mm-hmm. There's seven feasts that the Jews keep, seven holidays. Mm-hmm. And the very last one is called the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm-hmm. You and know the what you'd say, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, um, go, go on. The Bible says because he was afraid, he didn't know what to say. And Peter is known to be um, the talkative disciple. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm he, just thinking he was just trying to th- think of something to say. Um, well, this, come yeah, up. yeah. And it goes to show how overwhelmed he was, doesn't it? Mm, exactly. You know, yeah. He didn't even think what he was saying. He didn't even think it was what he was saying, but he understood the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. And, and the Feast of Tabernacles was to look forward to when they get freed, freed from, you know, oppression. Mm. So he, this is him saying the Messiah has arrived, mm. right? This is the time. The time has come now. Let's, let's celebrate together, right? Mm. And, and, and what's interesting about Moses and Elijah as well, one thing that we need to pick up on is um, mm-hmm. in the Bible, it talks about when Moses, uh, Moses wasn't to see the promised land. Mm. God told him, uh, because of your disobedience, uh, you know, when, when he smashed the rock instead of, you know, for, for the rock to bring water instead of doing what God said, mm. he, yeah, he, he hit, hit the rock instead mm. and made the water gush out. And he said, because of that disobedience, you know, um, you're gonna, you're gonna see the promised land, but you're not gonna walk into the promised land. Mm. Right. And so, um, they went to bury the body. And when they went to retrieve his body, Mm-hmm. So they, you know, because they always took the the bones with them, just like they did with Joseph. Mm-hmm. They went to retrieve his body where they buried him, and it was it was, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where, did, where did God go? Right, and then you read in Jude, mm-hmm. in Jude chapter, uh, Jude verse nine, it says that um, the devil was disputing over Moses' Moses' body. He wanted to have Moses, mm-hmm. and God said, "No, he's one of mine." Right, and then we see him in this transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Right, and and, it, and you see him in this transfiguration, and he's talking to Jesus, right? And this is the guy, mm-hmm. this is the guy that said to God, when God said, "Oh, your pe- the people aren't listening," and he said, "Oh, look, Lord, take my name out of the book of life and let them live." Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the guy that climbed the mountain. <laughs> he went to the mountains to get the Ten Commandments. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that's there with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Remember, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way. 
to the cross. Mm. And so Moses is there. What's, what's Moses doing there? You know, he's giving encouragement, encouragement to Jesus Christ and saying, mm. you know, like we went through there too. You know, you remember we and following you. And then you got Elijah, mm. who also had a mountain experience. experience like, yeah. Mount Carmel, yeah. right? And this guy, he never faced death. He didn't oh, die. He went. Mm. He went. He went. He went to heaven before he even experienced death. And and just before you read nine verse one, and Jesus said, "There are some here that will never taste death." Mm. Right, and because Jesus promised eternal life, you know. So anyone that experiences the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life. So we'll never taste eternal death. People that follow Jesus will never taste what eternal death is like because Jesus has done that. Mm. Hebrews two verse nine tells us that. Jesus tasted that death, so there's no need for us to taste it, right? Mm. So anyone that follows Jesus doesn't taste it. So you've got these two representatives, mm. Elijah and Moses. And uh, in Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, it talks about Jesus coming and it says, mm. those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. Mm. Those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. These are the, these are the people that are like Moses, mm. Yeah, there are people well before us that have, have lived through the generations that are, that are resting now. Mm. You know, some of their bones have disintegrated, you know, they're just, and, and they're dead. Mm. But they will rise again, just like Moses was resurrected, just like God took Moses. Mm. And, so, and then you've got the Elijahs mm. that will see Jesus coming again. They will be alive when Jesus comes. Mm. And then the Bible says mm. that they will join them in the air, mm. right? So there, here's Moses and Elijah mm. representing, representing what it means to, for those who live in Jesus, the, for those that do not taste death. Mm. And so for Peter, James, and John, and man, when, you read, when you read the books of Peter and when you read James and you read, the, and you read John, mm-hmm. they, they, have a, they have a take. You know, um, John actually says, mm. we have seen and we have tasted <laughs> they, they know they know what it's like to they have witnessed what it means to be around Jesus Christ and they want us to share mm-hmm. in, in that experience mm-hmm. and so they're say that the Moses and Elijah with Jesus Christ and you've got Peter James and John in their encounter with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. they're saying to every single believer mm-hmm. that there is hope in the suffering in the way that we're suffering in the suffering because we follow Jesus Christ and the things that we will go through in the persecutions that you'll face you know it's it's telling us don't forget there's the ultimate hope Jesus is coming again Jesus will keep his promise. Remember Jesus in his glory. Mm-hmm. We look we look at the cross and we can see the suffering savior. We're like oh man Jesus but then we look at Jesus resurrected right Mm. He came out of the cross. Mm. He came out of that grave, sorry. Mm. He came from the cross to the grave, came out of that grave. And now he looks at us and says, remember, I'm coming back to redeem you in the world. Mm. I'm going to do that. I'm, mm. I'm going to bring justice. And so, although we look at the suffering saved on the cross and we see what, what death means, mm. let's not forget that Jesus in his glory is a Jesus that keeps his promises. Mm. And Jesus is coming again. Amen. Amen. Mm. And we look forward to that. Um, so we are about to go to another break. But before we do that, I just want to mention the today's offer, the book for today's offer, which is called End Time Living, Essential, Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley. 
Um, the past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of choices we've made back then. What choices are you making today? How do you want to live your life in future? So Mark Finley, who is a speaker of the It Is Written television broadcast, shares essential Bible truths in this book to help all of us make better decisions in these troubled times. God gave humans the ability to make moral choices. Today we need that ability more than ever before. And Pastor Finley will help you to understand Bible prophecies, find faith and hope, um, explore the power of prayer, gain release from past hurts, um, learn to trust God even in a crisis, survive Armageddon, um, know that God is greater than your problems and remember that God created you and redeemed you and also believe Jesus is coming again. And uh, we'll give you the code to that um, to get that book after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, To Live is Christ, To Live is Christ by Sovereign Grace Music. Jesus and his bride 
nail-scarred hands will finally bring us to his side To live is Christ, to die is gain In every age this truth remains We will not fear, we're unashamed To live is Christ To live is Christ To die is That's to live is Christ by Sovereign Grace Music. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for break, I promised to give you the code to get the book End Time Living, um, Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley. Uh, the code to get the book is Logo 6. Text Logo 6, L-O-G-O-S, number 6, no space in between to 0488-880891 um, to get the book End Time Living. Logo 6 to 0488 to get the book End Time Living. Um, David, I believe we are in the last section of our program. And um, so what's the takeaway message today? I think, I think one, one thing that's really important here is one of the last lines that we hear is, um, is found in verse 7 where it says, um, and a voice came out of the cloud, mm. this is my beloved son, listen to him. Mm. Right, we hear this. We hear this line. This is my beloved son in a different place in the Bible, Matthew three seventeen, mm-hmm. and it's at Jesus' baptism. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, and this is the at Jesus' baptism. This is the beginning. This is where I've, I've talked about this before. That my conviction of Daniel nine, the prophecy, in mm-hmm. Daniel nine twenty four to twenty seven talks about mm-hmm. when the Messiah shall come. Mm-hmm. On that, on the exact time is the baptism of Jesus Christ, the beginning of him being the Messiah, and this voice come out of heaven saying, mm-hmm. "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. I'm mm-hmm. proud of him. I love who he is and everything about him." And this voice, uh, you know, if we accept Jesus Christ, this voice. It echoes to each and every single one of us. It's for you and me. Mm. Right? So when we accept Jesus Christ, the voice says, mm-hmm. this is you that I'm, who I'm well pleased with. Right? Mm. And so, again, just like uh, the Father identifies him at the baptism, mm-hmm. he's identified again at his transfiguration in front of Peter, James, and John. Mm. This is my beloved son. Listen to what he has to say. Be the witnesses. Mm. Just like John wrote. Mm. We saw it with our own eyes. Mm. We want we want you to to um, share in share in this joy. So, the takeaway is this: mm-hmm. those of us that uh, those of us that, that have accepted Jesus Christ, remember who Jesus is, not just as the suffering Savior, but the one that created the heavens and the earth, the one that has the ability to call on uh, armies of angels. You know, God, this Jesus that he could he could just uh, say something, people are healed, people are. Comforted. This is the this is the Jesus that we worship. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Mm. And so we we remember that we are beloved, mm. that we are loved and valued by Jesus Christ. Mm. And for those who haven't um, believed that, well, that calls for you too. And you need to understand that Jesus values you just the same, mm. right? 
And here's a takeaway message. Mm-hmm. Understanding that mm-hmm. we can hold on to the promises of Jesus Christ. So I'll tell you a story <clears throat> that happened in Armenia back in the 80s. You can actually look it up in, uh, on Google. It was, it was one of the, uh, it was the worst earthquake that Armenia ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, in Armenia, uh, their classrooms, they're built, uh, some of them are built underground because of the heat. Mm-hmm. Because it gets so hot, they build the classrooms underground, which makes it much cooler. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a father who um, who walks his son to school every single day. Mm-hmm. And every single day he walks his son to school, he tells him, mm-hmm. you wait for me after school, I'm coming to get you. Mm-hmm. There's just something he said to his son every day. Mm-hmm. And the son believed him. Mm-hmm. And the son believed that dad, dad keeps his promise. And every day he's faithful, he comes and picks me up. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, mm-hmm. Um, where the worst earthquake ever happened, mm-hmm. um, buildings came crashing down, including these some of these classrooms at this uh, kid's school. They crashed inwards mm-hmm. because you know there are holes in the ground, so the beams came down and went into the classrooms. And uh, the father rushed, rushed to where the uh, the incident was, and there were emergency workers and things, uh, other um, parents there, and you know they're, they're all panicking and they start removing all the rubble all the beams and trying to move things out the way mm-hmm. and um they're not getting anywhere mm-hmm. they can't they, they can't see what uh, any any uh humans or any survivors or anything like that and so um on the second night uh the uh parents had given in mm-hmm. you know the parents had given in and it was just the emergency workers and this dad this dad just wouldn't wouldn't give up. Mm. He was helping, moving, taking things away. By the third day, the emergency worker said to him, "Listen, uh, I think we have to we have to call it quits. You know, it's uh, there's no sign of life. Mm. Um, we're not getting anywhere." Mm. And the father refused. Mm-hmm. The father father refused to, to give in, so he kept on moving, moving what he could. And uh, some emergency workers kept on helping him. Mm. And on that on that third day, mm-hmm. once they moved one of the one of the major beams, uh, you know, light got in got in underneath through through some gaps that they couldn't get to before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lo and behold, there were some faces there. Wow! All right. There were some faces there looking through this gap, mm-hmm. and, and with joy. And and then you put yourself in the angle of mm-hmm. these students and the teacher, mm-hmm. and there's this kid. There's this kid that's just jumping up and down with joy, you know, just and clapping. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, I told you, I told all of you mm-hmm. that my father was coming back to get me. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Like he never gave up. He never gave up through those two days yeah. because he held on to the promises of a father that loved him. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so the takeaway message is for us that when you understand how much you're valued, how much God loves you, mm-hmm. and you understand the promises in the Bible. That he will never leave us nor forsake us, and ultimately, there's a time where Jesus will come in the clouds, mm. right? And we will, and we will all see him. Mm. You know, this is this is the Jesus that will, that that continues to keep his promise. He keeps his promises today, and for whatever you're going through now, everything that you're suffering and that you're you're, you're finding, man, this is a struggle. Remember, we have a, a Messiah that understands that struggle. He understands what it's, what it's, what it's like to suffer, mm. and yet. He was glorified. And I want to encourage anyone that's listening, mm. hang in there. Mm. Jesus is faithful. Mm-hmm. And he, he's with you now, mm. and he's coming again soon. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. And I believe that it's easier 
to have that faith and believe when you've actually experienced um, some goodness, some sort of goodness. I mean, we all experience goodness, but when you've been in some very um, complicated or tricky situation, and when you feel like you've lost all hope, but yeah. then somehow, like when... Climb some mountains. Yes, just at the last minute or when you've <laughs> actually completely given up, then something like God comes through for you, send some help for you. Um, it just, you know, it just really speaks volumes to you about um, the nature of God. And that makes um, the relationship with God a bit like, it's really easier to have that um, good relationship and build that trust in God. Um, and I believe most of us have had um, different experiences where we've seen God's hand um, get us through um, some difficult situations. And now, um, thank you, David, for that inspiring message. And I just want to echo mm-hmm. the code to today's um, offer, which is End Time Living. The code is Logo 6. Text that to 048880. Ed nine one to get the book End Time Living. And what do we have? What do you have for us next week, David? Next week is a story straight after what we just looked at at the Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. It's about a young boy yep. who has a troubling spirit, mm. and it's uh, it's it's a great story to see what it means uh, for um, how. Uh, your faith can actually help others too. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I hope you can join us next week at 9 a.m. on Monday uh, with David to learn more about that. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster continuing with this series, Lifetime Search. And he will be talking about a fishy story and other unbelievables. Um, that sounds very interesting. I hope you can join us tomorrow at 9 to learn more about that. And yeah, we just... Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And we hope you are blessed. Um, For now, we're going to listen to this song, Anchor of Hope by Ellie Holcomb. Marvelous, wonderful, infinite God. Author of all that is good. Faithful provider and giver of life Source of all power and love Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise Refuge of strength to the end Righteous Redeemer and mighty to save He's the anchor of hope for the souls of Gracious, compassionate, merciful God, radiant, holy delight, beautiful Father, victorious Son, source of unchangeable light. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, refuge of strength to the Redeemer and mighty to save easy anchor of hope for the souls of men. You are light and dark. You are healing for the broken heart. You are hope. You 
Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. 